Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Jay Flynn, the creator of Jay's Virtual Pub Quiz that absolutely blew up in lockdown. Um, He's from, well, living in Darwin, and I'm delighted to say that Jay joins me now. So welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you. I want you to take me back to like when you were younger and have you always been into quizzes? Um, I've always been a geek. I think is probably the best way to describe myself. Um, I I wasn't part of the cool crowd at school. I was always the one who'd be, you know, trying to learn stuff and probably learn a bit too quick for my little brain to cope um I'd, I'd retained information but then sooner I'd learn something new it'd go straight out of my head and that that's kind of the, the because of that learning I think I always sort of enjoyed it a good quiz and I'm always used to you know play the quiz game shows and my, my granddad at a very early age I used to go to work with him when I was sort of 13 14 years old helping him out and he, he introduced me to um uh, I think it was a Radio 4 show called The Now Quiz um, and the News Quiz, which we always talk about the news, but formulated into a quiz. So I, I was always sort of brought into it in an early age. Um, but then even into my teens, I'd always quite enjoy. I mean, I, I remember my 18th birthday, I was out at a quiz. Um, and that's how I celebrated my birthday, you know, rock and roll. You know, 18 year olds are out drinking as hard as they can. And there's me sat at a quiz. Yeah. Um and that, that's what my, my friendship group that I've got now is, you know, we're not a group of people who like falling out of nightclubs at four o'clock in the morning. We'd much rather go and sit at a quiz and, you know, that way you can have a good chat with people. If you've not seen them for a week and catch up on what's going on without having to shout over the top of people. And, and also I'm competitive as well. So I want to win at everything I do. And there's no better way than sort of proving that with a bit of knowledge at a quiz. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm with you on the on the sort of not going out, falling out of a nightclub. I think that's that's so pre-lockdown. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and so, like, if you had to have a specialist subject, like, what's your real niche that you would do amazing at Mastermind on or something? Well, see, I, I think I've got two. I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, I've, I fell in love with that in the, you know, when it first started. And, you know, I've watched all of the Marvel films um so in terms of the films and the comics maybe not so much but the films itself and then weirdly the london underground um when when i was younger um they there was a tv show called you bet and you know all family would used to come to me to say right what's the quickest route from x to z kind of thing mm. and that's what they, when i was younger they said you need to go on on the on you bet because i guarantee they could give you two locations in london and you'd, you'd be able to plot the quickest route between all of them um and it's true i i i've just again it goes back to being a geek i've i know so much about london underground that i think that would be a weird specialist subject to see on mastermind i don't think anyone's done that yeah. before so I was in London last week. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. So <laughs> I was near um, Temple, the that London underground spot. And yep. what would be the quickest way to get to Sloan Square? Well, that's straight through because uh, Temple is on the District Circle line and so is Sloan Square. So it's straight down. Oh, you see, I was going to, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is that from living in London or is that from? Yeah. It's, I, I born and bred. I mean, I, I lived in London till I was 31. Uh, yeah. About, yeah, about 30 years old. Um, so born, I'm 40 now, but yeah, born and bred in London and it's just that, I mean, my granddad and I had a love of trains, you know, growing up. Um, you know, I remember some of my earliest memories as a kid being taken to near where I grew up in Wimbledon, um, near the train station. It was a bridge that went over the main line and we'd go there at weekends and get all the trains to beep at you as they're coming past. And uh, so, yeah, it's just that kind of love of it. And then, you know, living in London, you need to know the quickest way around everything as quickly as possible. Uh, and also the little, you know, shortcuts and stuff that you can get around, you know, the amount of people who will say to me, oh, I've been to Covent Garden and then, oh, those lifts are, are awful at Covent Garden tube station. I'd be like, well, why don't you get out of Leicester Square? It's a two minute walk. It would have been much quicker for you. And so, yeah, it's, it's not knowing all the all the cheats as well. Yeah, no, I must admit, when we went, we just used um, our phone nav, like the sat-nav thing. But then when we were down there and had no signal, we suddenly had a change of plan. And so, like, my mum gave me this London A to Z, so I looked at it on the on the back of the thing, and we, we could have could have used you. But we got all the right ones, so we were very impressed with people from the north. Why did you move to Darwin from London? Um, well, I originally moved to Wigan. Um, so... I, I went at the end of the 2000s, I went through, you know, the worst possible time that anyone could ever imagine. I'd hit rock bottom and I I was street homeless in London for two years and I lived on not far from Temple train station. I lived on a bench on the embankment, um, which has now got a plaque um, to my, you know, with my name on and also talks about the charity that helped me, a connection at St. Martin's. And that that's what led me to moving up up to the north because at that point I thought well London's got nothing left for me connection at St Martin's rebuilt me into a human uh, because when I first when they you know sort of first made contact with them uh, through them them finding me on on my bench and leaving the details when I first went to them they um they rebuilt me because when I had no personality you know personalities are built by talking to people and having conversations and they rebuilt me from the shell of a, of a human and once I started reintegrating myself into society and you know becoming normal again um I met somebody online through online dating which at the time was quite still a bit you know sort of late 2000s early 2010 you know it's like online dating are you sure how do you know who this is going to be kind of thing I mean I know it's still probably like that now um I'm quite lucky in the fact that I've been married for six years, so I don't have to do the online dating scene and dig my way through that. But um, so I met I met someone online and thought, you know, after a few months of going backwards and forwards, the, the talk came to, well, why not move up here if you can find a job? And I found a job straight away and thought, you know what, why not? Because what if I got left behind in London other than the memories of two really hard years? Let's you know push the reset button and start again um as it turned out that didn't last very long but I'd made a good group of friends I had a great job so I, I stuck on and that then led me to meeting my now wife Sarah and moved to Darwin and I've been in Darwin now nine years yeah so. if I could touch a bit more on sort of that time for someone who was has been homeless and then seen it from both sides, you know what what's what's that like in terms of, you know, you hear, you know, what, so, so so say I'm walking past someone and they're on the street and uh, they got they got a change can out for the change or whatever, 
and um and you know some people like I if I'm near a shop I'll, I'd rather get them some food or a drink or something like that <clears throat> but you know people are, are dubious of, of homeless people oh they're on drugs oh they're alcoholics or, or um you know and 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 when you walk past them now, what do you see? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to get from from both. You've been both sides. I mean, when when I when I spent my time, uh, the two years that I was out, I didn't I didn't at any point beg. I didn't sit on a corner or anything. I I went all bare, bare grills, if you like. And it was, you know, adapt and survive. And, you know, looking back on it now, I did what I had to do to survive. So, I mean, I walked up to 16 hours a day, you know, finding loose change and, you know, I, I knew a, a few hot spots that I could go to of an evening where, you know, drunk people would leave their takeaways out, which doesn't sound brilliant, but it's what I had to do to, to survive. And, you know, I, I got through that. But looking back on it now, having been through sort of like the um, the support workers and the day centre process, uh, the things that I've sort of learned on how to how to look because I mean I, you know even before I ended up on the streets myself I had that perception of oh great you know what does this person want what does that person want and it, it has changed now to a degree but having gone through it knowing that I can survive um, you meet so many different walks of life in the, in those day centres and the biggest problem is I still have it now that you don't know how many of those people that are asking for change are genuine um, and are genuinely desperate and what I do say is that there is a great charity called Streetlink and they I'll, I'll scream about them as much as I can because they're nationwide and they are the best people that if you do ever see someone, I mean, what you said before about buying someone something to eat, if they're genuine, they'll appreciate it and take it. But Streetlink, you can give the location of where that person is, how many times you've seen them, where that, you know, is it, are they there all the time? And Streetlink will pass those details onto the local homeless um, charity or um, day centre or support group or whoever it might be. And they will come out and speak to them. Now, if they're genuinely homeless, like I was for two years, I didn't know anything about day centres. I didn't know anything about, you know, Streetly or any help that could be given. And, you know, I, I wish that I'd have known about those early days because I could have gone and found one and I wouldn't have been out for two years. Mm -hmm. So if someone is in a genuine situation, which a lot of people are finding themselves in that now, um, they will help and get, you know, get help to that person. And that person will then accept the help. And then, you know, they can come you know back in back if you like back into society and and move on with their life rather than being in that situation if they're not genuine then that's you know that then you know that's where you've got the you know unfortunately the the people who are out there who have got a home and are just you know finding it are, are trying to use it as an easy way to make money yeah I can imagine it was like I don't know a lonely time like when you said you didn't have an, like a personality mm -hmm. um I guess some of the people just want someone to chat to, don't they, when you walk past? And I don't know, if, did you feel oh, like ignored? Like people just walking past you and, you know, sleep on a bench? Like, um, I mean, I, I, I went, I always went down, like my bedtime, if you like, was always midnight. 
um and then I'd wake up at seven because I didn't I knew what the homeless you know sort of perception was so I didn't want that I didn't want to be adding to that so I'd always make sure I was gone before seven o'clock in the morning packed up so where where I slept everyone used to think I was mad for sleeping on the embankment right by the river Thames you know biggest tourist you know destination in the country but between 12 and 7 the tourists are all in bed in their hotels and no one's really walking along that that area so I didn't really see many people there but I always tried to make myself just blend in um but the one thing I had to keep sort of my brain ticking over and going was I had um a small digital radio and it's at a time when you could get batteries you know 100 batteries for a couple of pound so I'd, I was always stocked up and I used to listen to like Chris Moyles in the morning when he was on Radio One and uh, you know I used to listen to you know sport and you know to keep myself going I used to listen to you know the now quiz that and the news quizzes that my granddad introduced me to on a, on a Friday night um, and it's just those little things that kept me connected with with the world um, you know I used to think I was listening to my friends in the morning with Chris Moyles and all of those people and you know, they were they weren't talking to seven, eight, nine million people. They were talking to me. You know, that that's the way I used to. Anyway, for those three hours, I I was with someone in the world. But yeah, yeah it's 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 a very lonely place to be because you know you you you're alone with your thoughts, and you know those thoughts don't necessarily always you know come out rosy. And there were a couple of occasions where I, you know, did sort of contemplate what on earth was the point of of all of it and you know be better off taking myself out of the world and you know I, I, I tried twice and I, I I shouldn't joke about it now but I look back on it and go I, I couldn't even achieve that I couldn't even do that that's how low I'd gone that in my life that I couldn't even commit suicide that's mm. you know how bad I'd got so uh, but thankfully I, I snapped out of it and I'm I'm still here today and I've got you know a wife and a beautiful near five-year-old Oh, and I think radios in, in, in lockdown as well were a voice for, for people like the elderly living on their own or things like that. The, the, the impact of radio, local radio, all different radio stations goes, goes almost beyond TV sometimes because you can be anywhere, you can be in the bath, in the shower, you know, whatever, and you've got that voice, you've got that friendly, friendly voice, like you said, talking to you. It's a real um, powerful tool that I think a lot of people maybe don't understand how much of an impact it has. So if we go back to the quizzing, because um, that's how you got known. Um, <laughs> why don't you talk to me about how you decided you'd do a virtual pub quiz and why it just became huge? So I, we had a, with my business partner, we had a pub up until uh, just before well, it was uh, we gave the keys back on the 6th of March um, we had a break clause we had it for 11 months we could come out of it you know if it wasn't working you know within 12 months so we we handed our notice in in the January and handed the keys back on the 6th of March which hindsight is a wonderful thing but it was probably the best decision we ever made uh, in that venue because it meant that we you know weren't tied up in in everything that, that was to come um, and then as the sort of when the first um, announcement from Boris Johnson said that's it I'm shutting down all venues well Thursday night was my one night that I could escape the house catch up with my friends have a few beers and go to the quiz and when I had the pub I was running the quiz on a Thursday night so it was my one night off of you know I could have a few drinks with my friends but still present the quiz so when he shut the venue it shut everything down Saturday morning I was sat and I went wonder if I could do something online for everyone here in Darwin you know the quiz teams 
and I, I could see the way things were going. I, I could see that we were all going to be in a proper lockdown from Monday. You could, you know, that's where the signs were pointing. And I thought we well, would just give us something to do, you know. So I, I, I'll send something out to the quiz teams and my friends who have played the quiz and all the quiz teams that used to come to the pub. You know, I'll, I'll just put something on Facebook. So that's literally all I did was on my own personal Facebook, just put an event up which I'd never really created events on my personal Facebook before. I'd only ever done them for, for business pages. So I just put it up just saying, you know, I'm thinking of doing a quick fact. I've got the, the actual word in here. Um, so I just said, as we can't, as we can't go out on Thursday to the quiz, I'm thinking of doing one online for everyone. I'm not sure how I'll do it at the moment, but thought it might be good to have a laugh and give us something to look forward to. Uh, let me know if you're up for it and feel free to invite other quiz teams or people up for a laugh. And that was on the 21st of March, 2020. And I genuinely expected 40 people maximum to turn up. And I didn't really think about how I do it, but I was thinking I might, I can do Facebook live on, on my personal Facebook. So I'll just do a little bit of a live stream, ask some questions and just leave it at that. And then I forgot about it. That was the Saturday. And then I forgot. And then on the Monday, I got a random message from someone who I'm not connected with in any way, shape or form on Facebook. And she said, oh, can you tell me more about your quiz on Thursday? Mm, uh, yeah, haven't really decided, but leave it with me. I'll come back to you. Looked at the event and there were 700 people interested in this event. And that was on the Monday morning. I thought, oh, OK, that's a couple more than I thought. But again, it probably won't be 700 people. You know, people always say they're interested in going to things on Facebook and then never turn up kind of thing. And then as the announcements came out, it jumped up by the end of before the announcement came out, it was, you know, up to a couple of thousand. By the time I'd sort of got home from where I was working at the time, it was 10,000. By the time that night, it was 20,000. Following morning, we're getting into the 40s of 50,000. And then by the time that first Thursday came around, there were over half a million people interested in the event. And before on the YouTube live studio, when I got ready to go, before I'd even started, there was like nearly 10,000 people sat waiting for me to start the live stream. And it was at that point that I went, ah, what on earth have I done? But then I still genuinely thought, even at that moment, as I was about to go live for the first one, this will be fun as a one off. And mm -hmm. let's see, because... I've, I've always described myself as the least professional quiz host in the country. Well, originally it was in Darwin, but now I say the country because I give away answers. I can't spell to save my life. You know, I, I grammatical errors all over the place and I don't take myself seriously. Uh, but I think that's what people actually liked. They, they didn't want, and I always make this joke, and one day I'm going to bump into him and he's going to have heard that I've made this joke and it will go down really badly. But I'm not Stephen Mulhern with a spangly jacket and a bright, you know, big, bright studio. You know, I'm a genuine person who, you know, just doesn't take themselves seriously. And and I, I thought it'd be a one off. And, you know, at the end of that first quiz, I said, if anyone wants me to carry on, it's not like I've got anything better to do. I'm quite happy to carry on and do it again next week. And, you know, we I set up um, a Facebook page, a proper Facebook page this time um we had like 170,000 people came across and you know it was over a, I mean we, we don't have the official numbers for that first quiz because I, I didn't really know what I was doing um but we, you know we know that it was well over 200,000 people watched the first one um wow. but the one the one that we can take is a few weeks later we did an official one where we only did it on YouTube to see how many people were playing um in conjunction with Guinness World Records 
and we had 182,513 connections, which if you think that could be two or three people per household, um, and that was an official Guinness World Record for most viewers of an online um, streamed quiz on YouTube. And is that the most that's, you know, of the quizzes you've done, that's the most amount of people? Yeah, uh, that's the official most. Um, through the first lockdown, it was it was always around 180 odd thousand people um, watching and playing. Um, well, I say people, but I would say that was connections that, that yeah. it, it could have been two or three or four people per household watching. Uh, I think we worked as an average about 600,000 people were watching you know then there were there were some cable tv shows that were struggling for audiences that would have died to get you know sort of those numbers and i was just me sat in this little house just not really knowing what i was doing and making it up as i went along um but it seemed to work absolutely mad like i remember thinking you know like back then and then every, everyone kind of did quizzes didn't a zoom quiz and and um just things to keep going it felt like it felt like time stood still and that nothing, oh, I don't know if this, nothing really mattered in terms of like commitments, work, commit, whatever. It was like, no, we're just going to kind of be. Um, and I just, I, that amount of people, how do you even, how did it feel knowing it was that big? Like, did you get nervous or obviously you can't see them all, but was it, what was that like? That's just like, oh my goodness. I can't even think of that many people. It's mental. Well, I, I reached out when it when it sort of blew up in those first sort of you know weeks, couple of weeks. I reached out uh, because I know I had this audience and I had this following. It meant that you know a lot of people I was suddenly brought to a lot of people's attention. So what it enabled me to do was reach out to people that I'd never be able to reach out to before and ask their advice. And there was a gentleman that I followed on YouTube for quite a while, and I I just said to him, "Look, how on earth am I going to cope with this? How on earth am I going to you know?" what would what would you do in my situation and the best advice he gave me was just think of them as your friend you know don't he said just think of that camera he said you've not got 180,000 200 300 400,000 people sat in front of you he said that would be like Wembley you know stadium two three times over and that panicked me for quite a while um but he said he just said you know just think of the camera as your friend you're talking to your friend don't deviate from your personality he said that's the biggest thing he said you know just be yourself because if you're not yourself, you've then got to keep that going for however many weeks this goes on for. He yeah. said, just naturally be yourself and just talk to your friends. And I think, again, that that is what people liked because, I mean, I, I don't know how to be. I mean, someone was joking me the other day saying, we're really glad you've not turned into a diva. I said, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. You know, it's like, you know people have said to me, oh, I can't believe you've not taken advantage of this, that and the other. I, was like, I don't know how to. Um yeah you know just come back from from being away for for a few days and they were like oh did you get any freebies i was like i don't even know where to begin to ask for stuff like that you know it's not it's not in my nature and and that 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 was the the best way i could handle it was just to just be myself and just have those conversations with people and and in between the quiz rounds just talk about what i was doing or you know talk about what other people were doing um you know, I'd, I'd say hello to as many people as I could as well in sort of the shout outs. And he, he just brought people together in a way that I don't think anything could. And I don't know. I don't know why it was me. I, I don't know why I was picked. I don't know why I was the person that was suddenly, you know, thrown out there. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know where it came from, but there was a quote that was attributed um, to someone that, that was brought to me, which was, you know, I, I was to 
quizzing and mental health, that Joe Wicks was to fitness, that Captain Tom was to, you know, raising the morale of the country. And yeah, definitely. I was like, why am I, be, you know, why, why me? Why have I been put alongside these two incredible people? Um, but, you know, it, it was that, you know, it, <laughs> I, I say I'm a Marvel fan and there was a quote you know that I love which I, I just kept thinking of which was with great power comes great responsibility from Spider-Man and I just suddenly thought you know all of a sudden I've been put here and there's a lot of people relying on me to keep them going so mm. let's get my head down and and make sure that I'm I'm not controversial and people are smiling and they're having fun. How much work was it for you so you know for people who didn't take part in the quiz you know, how many questions, how many rounds did you, like, how long did it take you to think of the questions? What was that process every week like? I mean, in, in the first lockdown, um, I wasn't, I was doing two live quizzes, which was Thursday and Saturday. Um, but then I was doing a children's quiz on a Monday that I pre-recorded because a lot of people were saying, well, kids want to get involved, but they're quite adult questions. I was like, right, fine, I'll do a children's quiz. Um, and then I was doing specialist quizzes as well, because, you know, as you say, everyone had so much time on their hands and there was no routines that I wanted, you know, there to be lots of things to go on. Um, a Thursday and a Saturday quiz generally was taking about a day and a half to two days to put together because... You know, every, and I've got it, you know, for the upcoming quizzes that I've got that I'll start with a blank piece of paper and it's like, ah, where am I going to start with this kind of thing? And, you know, I mean, I, I go through music charts, movie grossing films, um, you know, highest rated TVs, best TV moments, those kind of things to put the entertainment rounds together. But to, to you know, to try and find knowledge and stuff for people that that is quite tricky, but the great thing is I, I walk around the world with my eyes open. You know, I'll be in the supermarket and go, oh, I've not used that brand before. And I'll put it into the notes on my phone or I mean, notes on my phone are just absolute gibberish to anyone who, <laughs> you know, if anyone stole my phone and went through. I went, what on earth? This is like the weirdest shopping list in the world. But it, it makes sense to me because it's all things, you know, I've got in front of me. I've got ideas for connections round or you know there's a picture idea I came up with in the middle of my last quit last life quiz and I was like I went oh that's a great idea and you know wrote it down that just came to my head and that that's the whole way round of doing it um and that's why I'm quite proud of the fact that I've written everything myself and got the ideas myself because no one can turn around and say to me oh you've stolen that from here you've stolen that from there this is all my own work over the last two years I've worked very hard on it People have tried to take my questions, which is, you know, flattery. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, for, for the fact that I've put the work into it and people have enjoyed it, that that gives me a lot of satisfaction. It. But yeah, a couple of days, it normally takes a Thursday quiz to come together. And you, you didn't, you've not stopped, have you, since lockdown ended? You, no. Nope. <laughs> you're still doing it. Is it every Thursday and Saturday? Yeah, every, every Thursday is all, has been live. Uh, so... In just over two years, I've only I've only missed one Thursday night live quiz, and that's when I took a break. Uh, but even then, I pre-recorded a quiz. So even though I was away in a different country last year, um, they everyone still had a quiz to do on a Thursday. Um, Saturdays are generally live, but there's a few things coming up charity-wise and personal stuff. So, but even then, I still pre-record a Saturday quiz. So there's still two go out every week: one on a Thursday, one on a Saturday. What has it led you, obviously you've got this platform and I completely agree with that, you know, Tom Moore, you, Joe Wicks, the, 
the three of lockdown, you think like, I don't know, I started a list on my phone of, of things in lockdown, things I'd watched, but it was like the clock for carers on a Thursday, your quiz. Um, <clears throat> I never did Joe Wicks, but I just didn't get up that <laughs> <No, early. laughs> <laughs> um, But like things like that, like everyone felt like, it just felt like the whole country was together. The whole country was united and it was that, it felt a lovely moment. And I thought, oh, I wonder if we'll all be like this afterwards, you know, when we're, we're back, but you know, obviously, <clears throat> obviously not. But I think that, that the entertainment and laughing part that you brought would have just for like however long just put people's mind on something else. And I think that's like like a real gift, you know, a gift to to the to the country. And that led to you getting a an OBE, did it not? Uh, MBE. 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 <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They didn't take me all the way out. They just put me at the entry level. But that that, <laughs> that in itself was, I, I remember I got because because of the pandemic and everything, they had to change how they were announcing everything. So mm-hmm. normally you'd get a letter delivered, and you know it's all fancy writing and what have you. But it, it came through as an email, and it was on a Thursday night, about half an hour before I'm about to do one of my live quizzes, and it just I was getting everything set up, and it pops up in the bottom right hand corner uh, email from the cabinet office and I'm like what have I done oh this can't be good so I thought I best open this now normally I wouldn't even entertain opening my emails at that time for a quiz so I opened it and there's this beautifully worded letter saying that you know you've been nominated and I'll never know how many or who it was or you know who actually took the time to do that nomination but um it just basically says you know would you like to accept I'm like, I'm 30 minutes out from doing a live quiz. But then it says, don't tell anyone. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I'm about to go and talk to 100,000 people. And I've now got to keep that to myself. And then realised that they weren't, this was at the beginning of September. And it wasn't until the middle of October that they were going to announce the list. And I just sat there and thought, okay. But then once I'd finished my quiz, I then sat back and thought about it. And went, why me? You know, I know I've raised, you know, at that point, I'd raised nearly a million pound for charity, but I was like, why me? You know, what have I done? You know, because this was, this was 2020. I was like, what have I done to make this, you know, sort of list or make people, you know, give people that to jump up and down and come and, you know, and, and go and fill it, fill in these forms. But, you know, that was sort of the end of a long line of, um, you know sort of awards and things that I'd been given and I I, I always go back to the you know I, I don't understand all I've done is sit and talk in front of a camera um or as my little and says daddy's talking to his imaginary friends again um <laughs> because you know that, that's kind of what it what it looks like from his perspective I'm sat in here talking to a camera and I'm just talking to myself and that's all I've done um and that's all I've done for the last two years but I'm starting to now realize how much it has helped people. The more I go out and the more I see people and the more I bump into people and they come and approach me and they tell me the stories of how it helped them, you know, reunite with people in anywhere in the country or, you know, we've, we've got a hardcore group of people that, you know, they've got someone who plays in Australia. Um, And then, you know, there's groups in Canada who've, you know, got up at whatever time, you know, about three o'clock in the afternoon when the live quizzes go out and they play and there's groups in America and stuff. And, you know, I think up until I was able to go out a bit more, I didn't really understand the impact because I was in my little bubble. I very rarely ventured far from here. Um, but now I'm meeting more people. I'm, I'm starting to understand how much of an impact it's had. And I'm incredibly proud of it and everything that's come along with it um 
So, did you meet the Queen, Prince William? Who who gave you your award? It was Prince William, um, which I, I was I was quite pleased about because um, for for me, I mean, Prince William, you know, same age as myself, um, you know, two completely different walks of life. Um, you know, I think we're born three months apart, and to to find ourselves together on this, you know, at this one moment to receive an award, I thought that he was the perfect person for me to, you know, to pick that up. And we, I went with my wife to Windsor Castle. Um, but the the pleasing thing was, I, I was watching as it's all military procession, you know, step forward, stop here, step forward, stop here, and I was watching him. Um, handing out the previous you know sort of honors uh, in front of me and as I made my step forward he you know he was listening and my name's read out but no one comes to him and sort of says you know oh by the way this is such and such or gives him any kind of brief and there was about 80 odd people that went through on the same day and as I stepped forward in front of him um, and I did my little bow which is awful I've seen the video and I just like I'm sorry um, but his first words were, Jay, I am so honoured to meet you. Now, my full name isn't Jay. So I knew that he'd either remembered that from someone or he'd seen that. But the fact that he knew who I was just, again, just made me go, OK, this is a little bit bigger than I thought it might have been. I'm here collecting an MBE and Prince William knows who I am. So I'll take that. Um, but it, it was just a beautiful day to, you know, to, to finish off at that point what had been an incredible sort of 18 months. So how do you manage your work and doing the quiz? Because this isn't your full-time job now. Or is oh, it? no, yeah, this is this is full-time. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so when when the first lockdown happened, I'd only just, because we'd come out of the pub, I'd just gone back into to working in the motor trade. I'd been there two weeks and everything got locked down. Uh, but because I haven't been there long enough, um, I was, wasn't was eligible for furlough and this then you know sort of blew up and I you know sort of put well to start with put my heart and soul into it and that's this is now what I do full time I, I spend my days sat in my office writing quiz questions and coming up with with crazy ideas um but I, I do things you know it's it's not just the two Thursday quizzes I do I do you know private quizzes in-person quizzes corporate quizzes I'm on Zoe Ball's breakfast show um every Thursday morning um absolutely love doing that um that is one of my highlights of my week on a Thursday morning getting up at for eight o'clock in the morning to to more to hear Richie's answers because I think you know people always stop me in the street and go he can't be that stupid and I was like yeah that, that is him at eight o'clock in the morning he has no idea um but you know it's lovely to talk to them so yeah this this consumes every waking moment of my life to be honest um you know uh over the, the Easter weekend I've pretty much worked other than a couple few hours on Sunday um but wow. it's great because it, it does mean that I'm like I can do I can work how I want to now um I work work for myself and um, it takes the time yeah on that I believe you have prepared a few questions for our listeners I'm going to get a piece of paper so I can oh. see if I get them um this is so exciting I'm well excited for this <laughs> um what I've done is done I've done five Lancashire themed questions and then I've I've grabbed some of the questions that I mean there's there's one which is my all-time favorite question 
Okay. Um, which I'll come to. And then there's a few questions that make you think, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, but I like those kind of questions. But I'll start with this one. Um, so these are Lancashire themed. Number one, which pie maker has a manufacturing plant in Baxenden? Oh, my goodness. Um, which pie maker? You know, though, when you said pie maker, I thought of them and I've completely forgot. Mm. I'm sure it's a... Oh, goodness me. This is like showing me up now for my own podcast, isn't it? Um, <laughs> right, I'm going to... Right, OK. I think I've got something. But okay. We'll go through the answers at the end. Is that what you're yeah. doing with you? That's what yeah. you're doing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, that's um, me telling you what to do. <laughs> gives everyone a chance to have a go. Um, number two, uh, which of these motorways does not cross into Lancashire? Uh, is it the M61, M62 or M65? Got that one. That's a, a good question. Well, I hope I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, Chef Heston Blumenthal once presented the world's biggest pyramid tea bag and biggest packet of biscuits to which Lancashire town? Hmm. For one of his TV shows. Oh, that TV show, yeah. <laughs> okay, I've gone for one, but... I'm not sure. <laughs> um, number four, how many cathedrals are there in Lancashire? Hmm. It's tricky as well, isn't it, with Lancashire? Because people always say to me with my podcast, oh, are you doing old Lancashire, new Lancashire? Oh, you included someone from Bolton. Are they not Greater Manchester? And I'm like, nah. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, okay. I might need to double check my answer on that one. Um, I'm going to come uh, Number five, uh, which lozenge can trace its roots back to Fleetwood? Oh. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Cool. I don't, yeah, I think I've redeemed myself then. <laughs> um, so that's your Lancashire ones. I'm going to move on then to... Um, so these are just random ones. This is my all-time favourite question, and it got everyone when I asked this the first time. Uh, but which company manufactures the most tyres per year? Mm. The most tyres a year. Right, I'm just going to go for... Go for one. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, number seven, which of the seven dwarves has the shortest name? Um, number eight, Havana is the capital city of which country? Um, Are you singing the song as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there thinking as Camila Cabello said that. I don't think that's right, but I've given, I'm giving them all a go. <laughs> <laughs> um, ba, 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 where have I got to? Oh, at number nine. How many strings are there on a bass guitar? Okay. 
And then finally, just because I love this film as well, um, what was the minimum speed that the bus had to drive in in the film Speed? Never seen that film. Um, oh, it's a great film. So I can't answer it, but I'll give it. I'll 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 just write something. <laughs> it will be wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're really good questions, though. <laughs> right. So yeah. So, um, hopefully everyone's got some answers, otherwise this would be really awkward. Um, but, so the answer then, number one, which pie maker has a manufacturing plant in Baxenden? Uh, it's Holland's Pies. Are they the ones that, I, I thought it was the ones that supply Preston North End's football ground. I'm not sure if that is that one or not, but... Um, they might be, I don't know. The ones in the green packaging and... Yes, yeah, they're really, yeah. I wrote, they I'm not giving myself a mark for it, but... I knew which one I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, which of those motorways does not cross into Lancashire? Uh, it's the M62. Yeah, I got I know. People sort of think that it does for some reason. Um, number three, yeah, Chef Heston Blumenthal once presented the world's biggest tea bag and packet of biscuits to which Lancashire town? Uh, it's Darwin. Oh. He um, he filmed his where he was supersizing everything. So he had the he had um, the country's biggest tea party and made the biggest brew and flew over a packet of biscuits on a helicopter and stuff. Wow. I wasn't here for it. It was before I moved here, but I remember watching it going, "That's cool." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, number four. How many cathedrals are there in Lancashire? And I'm still doubting myself on this now. Even now, <laughs> um, I've put two. Because uh, I've got Lancaster and Blackburn, but I'm not sure about Preston's Cathedral. But does Preston have a cathedral? That's why I'm doubting myself now. Because I know so, there was a church they were going to get changed to it, but I can't remember. So I'm from Preston, or like just south of, and I think there is a cathedral because it's a city, and a city has to have a cathedral. But now I'm not sure where the cathedral is. It Saint Saint. Um... I don't think it's got a cathedral. I think it's just got a big church, but it's a city. But it's like a city that doesn't have a cathedral, which means it shouldn't even be a city. No, there are a couple of cities that don't have cathedrals. And I oh. can't remember where they are. Um, it had to yeah, be it's... like, you know, it had to have a cathedral. But... No, uh, it's St Ignatius. Ignatius? St Ignatius? Mm. Church. So I'm going to say two, maybe three. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait for social media to correct me uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, number five which lozenge can trace its roots back to fleetwood uh, it's fisherman's friend i got that one <laughs> um number six this is my all-time favorite question which company manufactures the most tires uh, it's lego oh yeah that's very good i love that question because everyone will always go you know things like dunlop michelin and all of that but no lego and i love that question it's yeah um Number seven, which of the seven dwarfs has the shortest name? It is Doc. Mm -hmm. uh, Havana is the capital of Cuba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there are four strings on a bass guitar. Okay. And the minimum speed that the bus had to drive in in the film Speed is 50 miles an hour. I put that. Hey! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great guess. Yeah. Oh, I got five out of ten. I always say in a quiz, if you get over, if you get fifty percent or higher, if you do half, then you've done well because you never know what you're going to face. Um, you know, there might be, you know, music questions that are before your time and stuff like that in a quiz. So if you get over half, 
you've done well. So you're bang on half. Good questions. Like, do you ever reuse them or do you, you know, because if you, you say you've got like your hard fans who like, do you ever redo them or? Um, I I might do variations on some of them, uh, but for the two year anniversary, and this is what really made me laugh, I replayed the whole of the first quiz from 2020 for the two year anniversary and asked people to share their scores combined, you know, what they got then and what they got now. And I was expecting people to, because I didn't tell people I was doing it in advance, but I thought, well, they might have learned something over the last two years. And people said they were getting a worse score than they did back in 2020. So it was, it, I, I could at any point if I wanted to throw out some of the older questions and see if they land. But I'm, I might vary them more, you know, if I've got like, for example, um, you know, like question three there, Darwin and Heston Blumenthal, I could turn around and say, which chef, um, mm. you know, turn it around, which chef once delivered, presented, you know and that 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 sort of swings it around but I'd, I'd i'd prefer to try and find as much new stuff as i can there there are occasions because i've not got a list of i've got the word documents but i've not got like an excel spreadsheet that i can search for and find oh i've already used that i've already used that uh, so they might accidentally slip through where i'm on you know on a similar research path but um yeah i try not to so if people like that flavor of quizzing that you've just done with me um how and where can they take part in your other quizzes in the week um best place to go is jay's virtual pub quiz on youtube um we're live every well there's always a quiz on there every thursday and saturday generally yeah well every thursday we're live from eight o'clock on a thursday night um and it's all usually finished by about 20 past nine so it's an hour and 20 minutes of escaping from the world and it is escaping from the world because those hour and 20 minutes i don't talk about what's going on i've never mentioned the c word for the last two and a bit years um you know it's just a, an hour and 20 minutes to escape and forget what's going on and watch the least professional quiz host in the world um try and pronounce words and give away answers oh well thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and like sharing your story and giving those quiz questions the lancashire ones are very very good as well so thanks for taking the time jay it's been amazing no, it's a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.